0: Hello and welcome to the Pin My Love podcast, Sofa Sessions Season 1. This space is cultivated for women to be revived, live empowered, and grow. We believe in awakening the power of the written word through our pen, but more importantly, our lives. A new episode drops every Monday, and we are so honored that you are here, journeying with us through every season of life. For more info, blogs, and content, visit pinmylove.com. Hey friends, welcome back to Pin My Love's podcast, Sofa Sessions. This is episode two, and this is part two of Relationship Real Talk, and we are going to go a little bit deeper um, here and talk about romantic relationships. (laughs) Specifically, Mm -hmm. we're going to dive into marriage relationships, because we are all married here. Um, And we kind of feel like it piggybacks off of our previous conversation about friendships, Because I think in order to have a really strong marital relationship, you have to have a really strong friendship and foundation. Mm -hmm. And so you can apply a lot of what we talked about in our last podcast, even to romantic relationships. Um, But so I've been married for 11 years, going on 12. Mm -hmm. And Brooke is, go ahead, say how many years you've been married, Brooke? Six. Six and? I am Seven. Seven. Oh, Mm -hmm. we're all pretty close.
1: Yeah. I'm the old lady of the bunch. <laughs> I'm actually just a few months, I think, before birth. You are. Yeah. Six months.
0: But I think we all got married pretty young, yep. relatively. I was 21. How old were you guys? Hannah how I was were you? 21. And Anna I was won? 22, <laughs> almost 23. See, we were such babies. babies. <laughs> Sometimes I'm amazed. I'm like, I look back and I'm like, I cannot believe that my parents let me get married at twenty-one because I was so mm-hmm. Immature.
1: I think the like. younger generation realizes that because I don't see a lot of 21-year-olds getting married now. Yeah. Mostly They're like late 20s, early 30s. Yeah. They're yeah. going after it now, their career. And like, you know, I don't see a ton of young married people anymore. Yeah. However, it's not my sphere as much as it was then. You know, True. So. But
2: I also think if you wait for a while to get married, and as a driven person, mm-hmm. I didn't know if I'd ever get married. Um, I probably would have been content with having a career
1: and not a husband.
2: <laughs> um, oh, so yeah. I think it was like the Lord was like, Brooke, you got to get married now or never. You know what I mean? I'm That's just kidding. That's so
1: funny. Yeah. I was the absolute opposite. I was. I grew up, people would ask me what I wanted to be, and I would literally say a pastor's wife. Oh, so Marriage sweet.
0: was my goal. That's so sweet. I think like, although being married at a young age was extremely hard, Mm -hmm. I wouldn't change it for anything because I have literally like grown up with Christian in so many ways. Like, Even though I was maturing um, by myself, we were also maturing together and that was just a really cool experience. (laughs) And that kind of ties in to this first topic that I want to hit is expectations versus reality when you're going into a relationship, whether it's dating or you're engaged or you're married i think we all go into these relationships with these preconceived expectations of how our life is going to be yep that it's going to be happily ever after peachy king we're going to always love that person blah blah (laughs) blah and i think sometimes it doesn't always look like that and if our expectations are rooted in like i guess physical Oh, just a reminder, we have DJ with us. She's our co-host. So if you hear a little baby in the background, say hi to DJ. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But I think if we base our expectations on like the physical things and just the, um, I guess like the false realities in a sense Mm -hmm. of what we think is important in a relationship, it can kind of make or break that relationship. I know for me, when people would tell me when I was first engaged with Christian, we were 21, we got married, I was such a baby. People would tell me, like, <laughs> you're gonna go through some hard stuff. Like, I know you think you know what love is, but you don't really know mm-hmm. what love is. And I would get so offended at that. Mm-hmm. I'd be like, Who told you that, Christian? <laughs> no. no, like oh, other older people, people yeah. Other yeah, people yeah. in my life that were seasoned. And it sounded like a downer to you, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, oh no, I can never love him more than I love him right now. Mm -hmm. I'm so in love. Like I will always be, you Mm. know. Um, but then when you hit your first real obstacle, whoa, Mm. reality hits, and that expectation of what you thought your life was gonna be kind of comes crumbling down, right? Like because we built it on a sandy foundation rather than like a strong foundation. Mm -hmm. So kind of just like talk about that, like Hannah, what were some of your expectations going into your marriage versus what you've learned now being
1: seven years in? I would say if you came up to me and told me before I got married, while I was engaged, but before I got married, I'm still in that love bubble, right? Yeah. And you were to say, are you really in love? Like, Do you only have happy, fluffy expectations or do you understand that this is going to be some work? I would have said, I totally know it's not going to be all sunshine and rainbows. You know, I would have Mm -hmm. said that. I understand that. But at 21, I had zero comprehension of what (laughs) a real life trial was. However, I will not say that about everyone. I understand some people experience real trauma at an early age. Mm -hmm. And so there's a whole different type of, you know, expectation you bring into marriage right with what you've experienced in your past for me um i had a super fluffy you know happy childhood yeah for the most part so i definitely went in with no comprehension of what a real trial was or what it meant to have my love for someone tested yeah right because i mean it's different with like your parents and your friendships those loves are totally different Um, Mm -hmm. I think the friendship aspect is still there, especially today as a, as an adult with my parents, it's applicable. Um, a lot of stuff that we said on our last podcast applies to all those relationships. But if you would have asked me, are you ready to work? I would have said, absolutely. I think of someone who just got hired or is interviewing for a new job, Mm -hmm. you know, a job that they want, not just a for now job, your career. This is your dream job. You're at the interview for it. And they're like, you understand that you're gonna have to work at this yeah. job. You yeah. would say, "Absolutely, I'm ready to do that right yeah. now." Yeah, you know, but then you're gonna have hard days where it doesn't feel like that. You're not, you know, it's a you're not in that infatuation bubble right. with with uh, your new relationship anymore, and things are hard. Um, you're seeing the things that get on your nerves. You are seeing yeah. um, a totally different side of this person. Because you're having a whole new trial. Yeah. It's also bringing out a whole different side of you.
0: Yeah, That right. they've
1: not seen and you don't know. Yeah. So, I mean, you're both 21. You're both figuring this thing out. I would say it's really hard not to go in thinking about even, like, the physical expectations and mm-hmm. um, the fluffy, happy stuff. Fluffy, happy stuff because that's what's on the forefront of your mind. Yeah. You know, it's – I mean, it's – Almost impossible, in my opinion, to get past that in the beginning of a relationship. Yeah. How am I not supposed to think about my wedding day and my wedding night? You know, yeah. how is that not supposed to be the first thing on my mind when it's yeah. the biggest thing in my life right now?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think when you go, you know, starting out your relationship like that, whether you've come from past traumas or you're like you said, like you're basing it off of puppy love and that sort of thing, <laughs> it's like once you get into the midst of any relationship. You then have to really monitor what your expectations are on a Mm -hmm. daily basis. Yeah, Um, Like, you can't bring past things into your relationship that's happened. You can't pull, like, immaterial things into your relationship that aren't going to, you know, um, be beneficial for your partner and basically sculpt a future that um, is not tangible for both of you. Right. so you have to really monitor those expectations on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to learning that in our society, everything is instant. Everything is touch yeah. and go. Like if you don't like something, you you can delete it. You can log off. You can wow. change directions. Sure. You know, Cancel culture. Cancel culture. Yeah, like, you don't like it, bye. <laughs> and I think in marriage... Um, long-lasting marriages are becoming a lost um, art art Um. in our society, really, yeah, because... I would even say a
1: lost cause, because Mm -hmm. people are like, why? Why would I stay in this unhappy place? Mm -hmm.
0: Yeah, because you can just move on to the next thing. Mm -hmm. You don't have to stay. I think for me, like, where expectation, like met reality for me was really on my wedding night, like, we were on our honeymoon, I sat there, and, like, the weight of the commitment that I had just made, it, like, (laughs) hit me, not that I hadn't thought about it, or, like, but once I walked down the aisle and, like, exchanged those vows, that commitment, I was like, oh, my gosh, forever, (laughs) forever, (laughs) till I die, like, he just did something I didn't like, and I can't, I can't go to my parents house and say bye, (laughs) yeah, like, like we're in this, like, my gosh this is scary so Brooke for you what where did you like ha- have that realization of expectation versus reality I don't know when I had the realization of
2: my expectation versus my reality but I'll kind of piggyback off of what Hannah was talking about um, for me I think my story with Nate is a little different because Nathan and I dated for three years before we got married mm-hmm. and so I feel like we met a lot we already conquered a lot of unmet expectations yeah. in our dating life so as when you know so within when we got into marriage there wasn't as much you know, unmet expectations. Yeah. I feel like as our life has evolved and our seasons have changed, and we've added, you know, new jobs, more mm. career, you know, more career jobs, more life, um, more yeah, life, sure. more. Um, you know, we have kids now. As the seasons have changed, I feel like our expectations of what our marriage was supposed to look like didn't change. But it has mm-hmm. to almost evolve with the seasons mm-hmm. that you're in. Mm-hmm. And I think for us, that's been one of the hardest things was our reality was our life looks 10 times different than it did when we were first married. Um, and, you know, when we went from engaged to married, really not much changed. And we now we're just together 24-7, which, you know, there are some like baby unmet expectations that come with that. Yeah. But I think we'd known each other for so long, we kind of knew what those were. Mm-hmm. Um, and one thing that, our, um, in premarital counseling that we were encouraged to do by our pastors was, um, to write down some of our expectations for our spouse and, um, write out what our day looks like. You know, how do you spend your morning? How do you get ready? So that now you, your partner knows, oh, okay. So Brooke is very routine, which, you know, Nathan already knew this about me. (laughs) Um, but Brooke does this at this time and she gets up by this time and my husband, boy, can sleep, you know? Same. So yes, I same. had to, you know, I would be alone for hours before he got up and that was something that we had to discuss, you know, if that's not something that I wanted to do or he's a night owl. Okay, well, do you want me to stay up a little later? Things like that were like baby unmet expectations. But I think it's important for us as we, you know, long, in longevity, we, re, um,
0: we come back to our yeah. expectations for each other. Yeah, that's so good, and I think it's like sometimes those expectations can seem really small, and like oh, they're just that, that's just little, but it can fester like the so small true. boxes mm-hmm. that can spoil the vine, yeah. and so it's those little unmet expectations over time yeah. that cause these major marital breakdowns in the future. So it's something to keep relevant in the yeah. forefront of your mind that if I'm not communicating my heart. And clearly, on a daily basis, these could make or break. Yeah, yeah, and I think it also comes to this realization that we have to die to ourselves yeah, daily. Exactly. exactly. And oh, that is so hard. Like,
1: yeah,
0: for me, I'm such a stubborn person. So <laughs> even like admitting when I'm wrong and just saying the mm-hmm. words, like I had to tell Christian the other day, like we were driving and I was like, I'm sorry. I've been so selfish. That is the hardest thing it for me to so say to It was so hard. Too. I was like See, crying. I'm the complete opposite. <laughs>
2: I'm like, I'm sorry if I touched your toe right then. Oh and I'm so sorry. <laughs> it is. It takes
1: a mountain oh, for me wow. to apologize. It does and it me is too. And it's so ugly, I feel like. It's, you know, it's okay. You're
0: dying to yourself. It's all you're good. Your, you're dying to your pride. We can do it. and, and it's you know? so hard. But I had to tell him like, because honestly, he was like, going above and beyond in so many ways dying to himself and like preferring me but I wasn't doing the same Mm -hmm. and I still struggle sometimes with keeping him at the very very top of my priority list Mm -hmm. and I know that sounds bad but with like three kids and homeschooling it's like all this crazy stuff actually it sounds understandable (laughs) that's exactly right but it's hard because you just you don't it's hard to be vulnerable Mm -hmm. to that degree so I had to tell him like I'm, I've am been selfish, mm-hmm. I'm sorry, and I need to get better in this area and in this area. And he was just, like, dumbfounded. She's yeah. like, wow, <laughs> it only took you 11 years to tell me that. <laughs> I'm sure he did not say those <laughs> words because he's a smart man. <laughs> no, he was very supportive. But, I mean, I think that's really what it comes down mm-hmm. to is, like, letting Jesus refine you in the relationships that are surrounding you yeah. and the biggest refining relationship of your life will mm-hmm. be your marital relationship That's exactly right. in your spouse Yep, because um, they are your closest friend they see the good bad yeah, the ugly, ugly and the downright nasty <laughs> and they choose to stay and so what about you guys is is there a specific area in your marriage right now where you're like yeah, I had to die to myself in that area. And what about you, Brooke? I think, man, I mean, in
2: this season of my life, lots. Um, But I would say for, for me, I really, when we first got married, I was fresh out of Bible college, loving Jesus wholeheartedly. I was like, We love Jesus so much. This is going to be amazing. And then we get married, and I realize how incredibly selfish that I am. For me, one area that I'm selfish with is my time, my alone time. Mm -hmm. And my husband is 100% an extrovert. And I think... (laughs) I mean, they're laughing because they know the man. He would be with someone 24-7 if he could. Seven days a week. Seven days a week. He was actually sad that I was coming here to record this so I wasn't spending time (laughs) with him And because my company is so amazing, apparently. But I think for me in this season, uh, it's definitely something I'm learning is because I have a little human with me 24-7, or if she's not with me, I'm at work, um, or if... I'm not with her, I'm spending time mm-hmm. with my husband at in the evenings, and I get really selfish with my alone time, because that's my recharging mm-hmm. time, but I'm married to a man who, he receives my love when, by spending quality time together, yeah. and I have to remember that, you know, I don't have to just give him love the way that I receive it, I have to give him love in the way that he receives it. Yeah, that's good. And. His way of receiving love is much different than mine, but that's kind of how I die to myself is, yeah. you know, maybe I want some alone time, but I love him, and I'm going to spend a little, you know, five minutes with him, five minutes that's alone right, rather okay. than ten minutes by myself right. that I want. That's so
1: good. I can kind of piggy off, piggyback off that. <laughs> I can piggy off that. Can you slang. I word. know. Um, I will get frustrated whenever my husband, when Zach's not doing certain things, I feel unseen or I feel uncared for, mm-hmm. you know, if even simple things. Like, he went to the store to get his favorite ice cream, and he didn't ask me what what kind of ice cream I wanted, or he didn't pick me up chocolate or something sweet, yeah. right? Um, and I'll sit there, and I remember doing it literally just a few days ago, folding laundry, and he was sitting next to me doing something else, and I was pouting. I was like, I really wish that Zach would – You know, XXX to show me love, you know? And I can't remember what it was for any reason. And and immediately the Holy Spirit was like, well, what have you done to show him love? Mm -hmm. You know, because I always, I heard someone say at one point, whatever you're wanting to receive, Mm. you need to stop and ask yourself, when have you given? That's right. Like, it's good. and so every single time we're in a confrontation, I really try to not be like, well, you did, I don't make a list, I don't say you always, I don't say you never, you know, um, for me, a lot of times it's like you said, the, the foxes that spoil the vine, um, I'll get into what I call roommate mode. So I think of like (laughs) early college days when you're with this new roommate who you've never known before and you start to learn like the little things that they do that drive you nuts. Yeah. Um, and I think when things get a little bit, I don't know stagnant in our lives when we just start going through the motions and we're not connecting enough. um, It's those little things that drive me nuts, you know, (laughs) and and I'm an over communicator. I will say everything that bothers me and I try to do it clearly so that it's not like nagging. I'm not like trying to say it over and over and over again, but those little things rub me raw like sandpaper (laughs) And, and it is dying to myself. To be like, wow, I really wish that he would just, you know, wipe up the sink after he brushes his teeth or fixes his hair so that there's not water all over the counter. Most of the time he does. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. He has has, uh, molded fantastically to all my little, you know, preferences that he doesn't care about. He has definitely adapted to that. And I would love um, to just say on the expectations thing, while... I definitely had to adjust a lot of my mindsets um, from since we got married as life has gone on and become more seasoned and our marriage has become more seasoned. Mm -hmm. um, My husband has completely blown the expectations out of the water. Yeah, that's good. good. Um, I have gone through some ugly, selfish, and hard seasons um, separately and together. Sometimes I'm selfish, sometimes I'm hurting, but he has loved me in an exceptional way, you know yeah. what I mean, through those, and sometimes I'm like, who else in their right mind would want to be married to me? <laughs> you know what I mean? There's some I've thought those sides. thoughts before. <laughs> and I'm like, so thankful that he loves me the way that he does, just like, so consistently, so fiercely, you know, even when he sees my worst, I'm like, I would not want to be married to me, yeah. but I'm so grateful, you know. And I bet if we were to gather all of our guys in a room and have them sit down, they would probably
0: be, so hard on their weaknesses and things that they've gone through, oh, yeah. but their strengths have been so incredible. Like you said, mm-hmm. they're exceptional. We have really good guys. We do. And we do. All right. We're, they're pretty <laughs> awesome. Um, but talking about that dying to yourself, I think one of the best ways you can die to yourself is praying for your spouse. Agreed. Yeah, It's something that we forget to do. Like we were talking in our friendship podcast we have to keep praying and pray again. Mm-hmm. And it's so easy to just let our days and our time get away with us and the busyness sure. and our jobs and our routines that we don't stop and really intercede for our spouses. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I'm finding that in this season, it's one of the things that I need to do more yeah. of mm-hmm. that. I've kind of let that fall to the wayside sure. and it needs to become more of like a staple mm-hmm. in my life, um, as a woman, but also as a wife, yeah. um, praying for him, praying for favor over his life, praying for faithfulness and consistency, creative ideas, um, and f- friendships and relationships in his life that are going to yeah. sharpen
1: him outside of me. Mm-hmm. You know, and the truth is that we said it in the last podcast that we often feel like prayer is the least that we can do. And so we spend our whole day, I will spend my whole day doing, doing, doing you know, and much of that is for my husband, you know, yeah. um, doing the laundry, keeping this room clean. So yeah. he comes home to a peaceful home and prayer will be the last thing on my list. If I remember it, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. to pray for him. Um, but I think it is so important. There have been seasons where I was really intentional about that
0: mm-hmm. and
1: praying for your husband. It, we go into it praying that he has a, you know, a good time or an inspirational time at work. You know, we, we pray very circumstantial and very specific prayers. Yeah. But what's really happening is those prayers are changing your heart. That's right. More than they're changing his circumstances yeah. probably. Yeah. yeah. But that's going to change your whole relationship. It's it's exactly really right. the starting point for every good thing we want to see in our marriage is yeah. prayer.
2: And that's kind of, I'm going to piggyback off that. Um, something that my pastor once said was that you can't pray for someone and be bitter towards them. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of times if you're in a tough season good. with your husband or um, you are having a hard time dying to yourself, sometimes all it takes is you praying for them because when you're mm-hmm. praying for them, the Lord's you're going to see the Lord's heart revealed for them. Right. And you really, it's very, very difficult for you to stay angry or mad at them. So that's something that Nathan and I both do after, um, you know, if I'm angry at him or we don't get a, t- a chance to resolve Um, something we'll pray for each other and you know, you really can't stay mad or angry
1: at them when you're interceding for them. I think that, um, if, if, okay, when it comes to praying, when your heart is still hurting, when you still feel bitter, um, I think it's a good starting place. Like it's absolutely something that we need to do when someone's hurt us and someone's, you know, we're feeling those ways, those things towards someone, Mm -hmm. um, I think the very first thing that you can pray when you're still feeling hurt by someone or you're still feeling bitter towards a situation is pray for God's eyes. That's exactly right. You know, because I mean, we can, we can pray some pretty bitter prayers sometimes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like Lord, change them. Get them. Yeah. You know, fix them right, Lord. Driving down the road. How many times have I prayed? I'm like, Lord, (laughs) I don't want them to get in a crash, but I wouldn't mind a flat tire. (laughs) <laughs> you know, for the way that they've inconvenienced to me, just a hardcore inconvenience. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, I think praying, Lord, give me your eyes for this person, so that I can pray for them even yeah. more rightly, and I can treat them more rightly and love yeah. them this way. Yeah. And that's so one cool. thing that I often pray whenever I'm in a situation
2: like that is, Lord, what's one of your favorite things about them? What do you love about them? Mm, that's good. And many times I've in that moment of anger or hurt. Mm. I've forgotten what what one of my fa- some of my favorite things are about them, or about mm-hmm. Nathan, and many times it's like immediate. I'll hear the Lord immediately telling me something, and I'm like, man, I love that about him too. I forgot yeah. that he is that way, because yeah. in this moment I wasn't seeing that. I was just mm-hmm. seeing the he didn't pick up his towel off the floor or something. <laughs> I don't know <laughs> something ridiculous.
0: And I think if you do like those three things, monitor your expectations daily, Mm -hmm. um, really die to yourself Mm -hmm. consistently, Mm
1: -hmm.
0: um, and pray for your spouse. I think you're going to see an incredible uptick in your relationship and you're going to really see things turn around, whether you are newly married and you've only Mm -hmm. been married for a year or you're going on 25, 30 these revelations are going to transform your life because they're practical. Mm -hmm, And honestly, they have to do with yourself, you monitoring yourself and letting God refine you. And then letting that refinement just begin to seep into your marital relationships. Um, it's going to be hard. Marriage is hard. That is a fact. And so it's nothing to be afraid of, but It is a God-given, incredible relationship that he wants to use to better you, your marriage, and your family. That's right.
1: I want to talk to the Lord on my hard days and say, Lord, take (laughs) my dumpster fire and turn it into a refiner's fire. That's right. (laughs) Amen. It's good.